spooky scary. Like, are you a big Halloween person, Andre? I'm a huge Halloween person. It's I like, love Halloween. Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? I mean, of all of the holidays. All of them. It's really great. Halloween and Christmas, like, go hand in hand for me. Not a fan of Christmas. Big hater <gasps> of Christmas, yeah. What? Just a lot of bad stuff happened in my family when I was growing up around Christmas. My mother lost her parents around Christmas, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of celebrated with... Um, I don't know if anybody could have tried harder to not celebrate Christmas. And then just mm-hmm. over the years, it's just become some sort of existential deep dive um, that, I mean, my Christmases could very well be French films. They're, uh, they're that depressing and in black and white. And then when I met Ian, we've kind of tried to, we embrace Christo- Christmas for what it is, but it's such an onslaught when you're like just two people. Mm-hmm. They don't have like a ton of people around them. So we kind of just sort of anti-celebrate it, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, I never really celebrated it growing up. Yeah, because you were in a, in a cult. Because I was, yeah, I was in a cult. But you'd think that with Jesus, you know, wouldn't it Jesus' birthday or like there was against him being born or... It, 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 it wrong was, month? It was such bullshit. It okay. was like... It was like it, it. It was like secular. It was you know. I see what you're saying. Worldly. So in mm. our case, fucking retarded. That's what it was. Christmas. Christmas was just Christmas is not um, awesome. So what we do is like we like this year we're gonna watch The Wire, and maybe make homemade pizzas. Yeah, or so, do Chinese. That's fair. Yeah, we just we try to like not hate on it, but like it's when people are like, "Oh, we're going over to my cousin's house and we're all doing loot fish, and then we're going over to my grandma's house, we're all opening gifts, and then we're going over and we have a tradition where we all drink brandy wine." And I'm like, "Fucking die, fucking die, fucking die." <laughs> because when you're like, I, for the longest time, I've just been by myself since probably my early twenties. Um, I've been alone on Christmas, either working or alone. And then it wasn't until probably I met uh, Ian that I actually spent Christmas doing anything. So, yeah, and then like part of my other family is Jewish. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like... That's so, always a clam bake. So I have to go to like, when I was growing up, going to like Hanukkah and all that kind of stuff. And, e- and even in then, like when I was a kid, they stopped doing Hanukkah. They're like, okay, do you know what we've decided? We're not going to do gifts like we used to so do. you're not even getting shitty nights Because you socks. know what happened was, was people started having kids... Mm. And there were more grandkids, and people were like, fuck this. We don't want to spend more money for, like, more presents for people, so let's just not spend anything. That sounds like the chosen people. So I'm like, well, this is <laughs> also retarded. You got to stop using that word, babe. It's 2018. <laughs> Can we just not use the word retarded on the podcast that many times? <laughs> Going back to the original question, we're not, hate on, we're not hitting on Andre because he loves Christmas, though. I want to be clear about that. I love that you love Christmas. Do you have a big family? Do you have a big like a big celebration? Oh yeah, like Christmas is like a big Portuguese thing, mostly because like Portugal. I don't know about now, but at least when I was growing up, it was it's a hugely religious um, country. So Christmas is always like a big deal. So it was always that like me and my extended family every year we would trade off going to each other's houses. And it used to be the good old days, as I like to call them, when I was like eight or nine and had like no responsibilities whatsoever. It was great because like once we combined all of the presents from my house and all the presents from my cousin's house, it would like cover an entire wall. Wow. And this is so like white middle class of me to say this. But 
Christmas was like that. And it wasn't just about, obviously, it wasn't just about the presents. Like, we had always had, like, Christmas dinner, which was the Portuguese version of Christmas dinner is, like, um, codfish and beef stew and that sort of thing. Cool stuff. Um, and we'd actually not open our presents on Christmas morning. We would do it Christmas Eve. Um, so for the longest time, we waited until, well, I guess it was Christmas. Like, we waited until midnight. And, like, we would stay up, we'd drink espresso, you know how Europeans do it, and then we would open the presents. And then we realized, oh, this is taking a really long time because we have so many presents, let's do it at, like, nine, you know. So we did it at nine for the longest time, and that then it was getting longer, and then, like, the economy went to shit in 2008, so, it could see, like, all the presents, like, came, like, together. Now it was only a kid's thing. It's It's this whole progression... But I just have a lot of great memories attached to Christmas. I think that's awesome. And yeah. I think it's kind of flow with the theme of what we're going to talk about. The, the reason I asked this question is because of the question that we're going to talk about, like what scares you the most. Um, and I always think about these kind of, this time of year when people talk, they can't help but talk about the seasons and what they're used to, what they're attached to. I mean, like I had yeah. kind of fond memories growing up with my parents were raised poor and we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up either. We weren't like dirt ass poor, but we were pretty, you know, we made extra milk, you know, with that two inches of milk, you made some more milk. You know, we, we knew how to, like, my my mother's parents were Depression era. You know, my father's parents were, you know, sharecroppers, 16 kids, the whole nine. So I grew up like you had one major gift. Like, you had to be, you had to really think about your gift uh, long and hard. And then you get a couple of little small things. And I'm literally talking about, like, they would give you oranges and, and walnuts, like they were given when they were kids, because they thought that would be great mm-hmm. to pass on that tradition. And I have to say... As much as it was broke ass when I was a kid, I still kind of am that way. When I see kids who have like a thousand toys, I'm like, how can you enjoy a thousand toys? Like, I don't get it because I would get that doll and I would play with that doll because my birthday's in July. I would play with that doll from like Christmas until July and that bitch would be like toe up. You know, yeah. there wasn't no keeping no yeah. bitch in no package to sell her later. She was like half dead by like if she lived to summer, she was lucky. She was yeah, lucky. well, but when like when I say we had like a wall of presents, mm-hmm. I like maybe got like ten of those. presents. I am not judging our, you though. Our family is like so huge, yeah. and that was when everyone could could afford to like buy presents for like literally everyone, like parents included. I think that's awesome and it, though. And then it got to a point where it was like, okay, now we can really kind of only afford presents for the kids, which is fine, right? And now, like now. Um, I try to buy presents for my little siblings, for my parents. They'll probably get like one or two things from me because that's the, that's the best I can do. And I get some in return, but for me, it's not like the presents anymore because like for me, it's, it's being together with the family and seeing my little brother be excited about it because he loves the presents. I think, yeah, Um, I think that's awesome though. I don't want, don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome that people have traditions like you have this large family and I don't begrudge anybody having wonderful memories. I think it's awesome. You know? Yeah. I think I just... But ha- Halloween. <laughs> but like back to Halloween though. So Halloween is sort of like, I enjoy the hell out of it because Thanksgiving is kind of a bullshit holiday to me. And so we kind of celebrate it watching war movies. Um, and yeah. then uh, Christmas is kind of like, you, we're, we're just hanging out. And so we kind of gear for it. Like we're going to play 76. You know, we're going to like play a lot of video games this winter while there's a slowdown in, in work. And we're going to chill. We're gonna we're gonna embrace it. We're also gonna go to Idlewild and stay in the cabin and create some new traditions. So, the one thing about Halloween that I've noticed with me and Ian, because it is our wedding anniversary, 
is that mm-hmm. mostly we don't have any traditions yet. Um, we don't have like a horror movie that we watch. We don't have like a series that we watch. And I find that very strange for two people who got dressed up as pirates with about 12 of their friends and went down to literally a place called Pirate's Cove in Malibu and got married. So <laughs> you would think we at least watched like a pirate movie, but I just was thinking about like what scares me the most and all of my childhood movies are the ones that scare me the most because I don't have any in recent memory and you and I don't have any Christmas we don't have any uh, Halloween traditions well I mean all we all that we've done lately is is just the, the you know the kids the candy with the kids and that's, that's about a tradition. it we have a lot of trick-or-treaters yeah so some of them are in their 30s when it gets past like yeah. one o'clock in the morning but yeah but I mean, we would just you know just hang out in the house, and usually we'd be drinking. So usually it's we're like, kind of half drunk. When yeah, so <laughs> that's been the tradition. And about like nine thirty, ten o'clock, it's like uh, I don't want to answer the door because I don't want to stumble in the door and be like. Rah. Well, last it's year like was a World Series, and we got like drunk early, so it was like, here, kids, here's the, all the bowls of candy we have. Go away, children. I like how our neighbors just put out the bowl on the on their front yard. Yeah, they just kind of go, here you go. I don't trust that. <laughs> I don't either. You're going to take all my shit in one fell swoop and then I look like an asshole for the rest of the night. Yeah. I don't really have... I mean, like, the only Halloween tradition I can think of is, like, when I think of, like, Halloween as, like, a kid, I think about, like, all those, like, campy, cheesy Disney Channel original movies that were always on the air every yeah. night. Yeah. And Hocus Pocus. That's just like a standout in my memory. That's funny because I, I love that one too. That's a good one. I love Hocus Pocus. I was just watching it the other night. It's so funny. Um, watching it now as an adult, it's hilarious. Um, but I also like decorating. Like that's the big thing for yeah. me. Like yeah. our living room right now, it's got like orange Halloween lights. We've got like pumpkins and like that's our big thing. And I kind of had that same thing with like Christmas too. I'll like go full out. Um, unreasonably so, and then I have to. I'm like, oh, I have to take all this shit down in January. Yeah, <laughs> January. <laughs> well, I guess it's true. Do we? We? Yeah, we do. We go to like New Year's Day, and then that shit comes down. But like for uh, for Halloween, yeah, it's about decorating. Like right yeah. now, you can't really see it, but there's like there's there's orange lights all over our house. We have we usually get a new door wreath. You know, this year we have like the spooky witch. Yeah. So we have all yeah. that kind of stuff. We, and then I you're like in your lights. office, you have the. The yellow pumpkin lights, and then you have the skull lights hanging on the other side. Yeah. So I just like hanging. Lights. I just like hanging lights. I don't know if you can like see behind. Yeah, me, but, like, yeah. I've we got, have the like, same jam, same thing. <laughs> the they're same like thing. they. I found them in the Christmas aisle, but they're a year-round thing. I just like having lights in my room. Yeah, we have them uh, in our den as well. Like, yeah, we have them uh, just always hanging on the wall. There's like these weird hooks on the wall for coats because at one point when the house was rented out to people. It was a bedroom in our great room, so there's all these coat hooks in there. So I just hang like big knitted uh, Christmas lights, the white lights on them, just because yeah. it's festive. Why not? And in the summertime, I like it too. So and then you put yeah. the yellow ones over it, and it looks like candy corn. It's orange and oh orange yeah, orange, light. Just orange. Want you to know that. <laughs> just want you to know. No, orange, fight. yellow, fighting it. Uh, he keeps saying, "I'm not." I'm like, "Those are not yellow. Those are fucking orange." This is orange. <laughs> you are yes, exactly. No, but like a. So traditions, I'm just sitting here today going, wow, we were talking about scariest stuff. And I I also had another epiphany today is that the stuff that, you know, obvious, this is a big obvious thing. The The stuff that scared me as a kid doesn't scare me anymore. And then I started realizing that 
it's kind of hard to scare me. Like, mm. Ian and I had the opposite childhood. He grew up, like, in the cult, and he grew up, like, under a rock. So he still has nightmares about monsters getting him. Well, not- For me, it's like I have to do my taxes in my sleep, and I get stuck in elevators. Like, if a monster shows up in my dream, I'm like, motherfucker, what you doing here? I'm just going to kill oh, you. Something like that. I'm not even afraid of this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not afraid of, like... I'm afraid of, like, real-ass people because they're the scariest thing in the planet. But today, when I was realizing I'm not easily scared anymore, I kind of got sad, mm. you know? like Lucky you. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? That's really sad. I mean, like, because, okay, look, I don't fuck with demons. I don't, like, I don't believe in you. I don't fuck with, like, the unknown because, come on. Mm-mm. The world is a big old place. I don't go up and somebody play. They say there's a ghost in this house. I don't go. No, there's not. And whip out a Ouija board. I don't fuck with Ouija boards. Hell no. I don't do no seances. Mm. I don't talk to no spirits. I'm not trying to get a lifetime movie made after Mm -mm, me. Girl, no, 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 no. But Mm -mm. I have to say, I just I'll sit down and watch like people go insidious. And I'll sit down and be like, "Mm -hmm." pause it, go to the bathroom, come back for the jump scare. Be like, oh. That was cool. Wonder how they did that. And I'm like, oh, this is so sad. I love Insidious. Yeah. And it's not even like the scariest movie I've ever seen. But there is one part and I'll and I'll like get into it. Like it's so funny for me to like listen to you and be like, I'm not really scared of anything. And I'm like, I could come up with a list of a thousand things that scare me, fake and real. Um yeah. no, like as a kid, I had such an active imagination, and I still do. And it's like kind of the curse of like being like a writer and a creative, I guess. Um, but like even now, so like I like my room in this apartment because one, it's small, uh-huh. and there's less um, space to work for my brain to work with to like conjure up things because like when i'm home i'm like in a big room and i can't see half of it when i'm laying in my bed and now my brain's like oh what if like someone is like just like around the corner hanging out wait for you to go to sleep blah 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 i'm like shut up i'm trying to go to sleep (laughs) and this is this is just like my like constant daily struggle but it all comes back to like when i was a kid this is gonna sound really funny um don't make fun of me but like when i was a kid you know i I was like I was like I, I was like six or seven, so I was I was really young, and I don't remember what TV show this was, but I, but I know it was a cartoon. It was a kids show. It was like on Cartoon Network or something, and there was like this one episode, and it was all I can remember is that there was this clown going around, and it wasn't like it was like like it was like a zebra clown, so it was like black and white striped clown going around and touching people and turning them into stone i'm gonna send you a picture after this because this this guy this guy like has managed to like i don't even know because like ever since i saw that and even when i was watching it when i was a kid i'm not like i wasn't like oh this is super scary i was just Mm. watching it Mm. but then ever since then from like that age to like i'm gonna say like 17 Mm. From that age until then, I had reoccurring nightmares about that one clown in different, like, scenarios, iterations, what have you. Mm. And it's, it's, that's so weird to me that my brain has latched onto that thing from my childhood for like 10 years and has, like, conjured up all these different nightmares revolving around that specific subject. So there's that. And I also have a really tough time 
and this kind of goes in part with the whole clown thing with like open doors so i can't fall asleep if my door is like even cracked okay i have to close it if my if i wake up in the middle of the night and my door is wide open i immediately know i'm like in a nightmare that's like one of my triggers oh wow even even if i do like even if my bathroom door if it's cracked open and i fall asleep like absolutely guarantee that i will have a nightmare that's it's crazy. one of those weird things i think it, yeah. yeah that is so cool i mean like it's kind of cool in a way though i mean I kind of i kind of love that as a device in a horror film like you would say that to oh totally that, you say that at dinner the night before like and then and like i'm gonna be in a dream but you ain't in a dream because that's like when well, that's why when horror movies do that thing where they're like they have the camera on mm-hmm. like the open door and all you see is black that's what really creeps me so out. So what you're it's saying a- is you were so arty and so like that guy <laughs> that you have like Hitchcock dreams. <laughs> There's no jump scare in your shit. It's just like pan, just a dolly pan to the door. And you're like, bitch. I mean, basically, and also like shadow things. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that, that, that plays either. more into like my sleep paralysis because mm-hmm. I get a lot of that as well. But like in that, in, that's where I was going to talk about like Insidious because I don't, I've, I've, <sighs> A lot of Insidious doesn't, like, scare me. Like, it's pretty much basic horror movie shit. But I yeah. remember there was this one scene in the first movie where, like, the mom is talking about how she had, like, a dream. And she was, like, in the house. And she went to go see, like, Dalton. And there was this thing in the corner of the room. And, like, when you, you see the door open and it slowly reveals that demon in the corner of the room. And all you see is, like, a shadow. That shit. I'm talking about it now. I'm getting, like, chills. That shit yeah. scares the absolute bejesus out of me. Yeah, and you know, and, and you're talking about again, we'll we'll probably do this this entire podcast is what it's a Christmas. It's like Christmas traditions. Yeah. Whatever you felt about that thing as a child, it's I think I think being scared is very personal, obviously. I feel mm-hmm. like I think I feel like horror movies are very personal. And yes, obviously they have a huge following and a huge demographic that go to see them. But I do feel like when it comes down to things that specifically scare you, you can almost break it down person by person. Because to me, if I want to get creeped out, I look no further than Rosemary's Baby. First of all, it's the 60s. Is anything creepier than the 60s, I tell you? It is not. (laughs) The 60s just in and of itself is fucking creepy as shit you had nixon in the white house you had grainy shit going on like no women had rights and stuff nobody could be gay out of doors i mean it was already just creepy and then you had like mia farrow running around like trying to have same satan's baby and shit and and ruth gordon and everybody was acting like nothing's going on she's getting gaslighted and she's having satan's baby so if you check it out from like that creep thing that's from my childhood. If I think about horror movies, I remember us as little kids asking our mama and them to uh, take us to go see The Exorcist, right? Mm-hmm. That movie was scary as fuck. Like adult people were running up out of the theater and me and my cousins were piled on top of each other. Like we, the, the three of us had made like just one body. We had clumped on each other. <laughs> the, the, our parents should have not taken us to this movie, but they didn't have, you know, our parents were like, well, fuck that. We don't have those kinds of, you know, rules. There was no like kind of lock on a TV in our day. Sure. So we were just like, this was, we just, we loved being scared to fucking death. And when I tried to watch that film as an adult, obviously thinking about Linda Blair and all the special effects, I think it just clues me back into a time. 
I think if I showed you that movie tomorrow and you, you and I sat side by side, you'd be like, oh, this is interesting. This scared an entire generation of people. I'd be like, I know. I get it. Mm. But it was, it was because it, you were reacting to everyone's reaction to it. You know, yeah. the commercials were critics could not stay in the room to watch this film. And you had like this News at 11 guy going, please do not go to see this film if you are nursing, have a heart condition. And shit like this, just the advertising was hilarious now. But at the time I was like, oh, snap, we all have to go see this movie (laughs) because you're telling us not to. Yeah. And now I think to modern times, these filmmakers have it. They have it the opposite. How do you scare mm. people? Like the jump scare. I feel like the jump scare is getting worn out. Like the nun jump scare. Warning about the nun jump scare. I'm like, are y'all still jumping at this? Are y'all still scared at this? You know the bitch is just going to in front of the camera. You well, know? there's there's like when you're talking about jump scares, there's a big difference between being scared because everything is silent and then everything is loud all of a sudden. Yeah. There's a difference between being scared of that, like orally being scared of that. And being scared of what's actually causing the jump scare. Sure. And I feel like too many horror movies kind of make the mistake of doing the They do it all the time. I mean, once they did the jump scare and we got over the jump scare, it's like once a a little girl like puked out of like puked up some pea soup and like put a cross in her hoo-hoo, which was very rude, by the way, and like, you know, said Latin and shit. Like people try to do it over and over and over again. And now it's like the backward walk. When the Japanese had in Ringu, the girl walked down the steps backwards. Okay, that freaked me out. I okay. I watch a movie like my black friends. I I am so with them. I go girl, and I'm on furniture, and I'm screaming, and I'm like, "What is happening to her? Is she doing Pilates? I don't know what's happening." And I just get like very very um, black about watching movies, just because I have to deal with the fact that I'm about to shit myself, right? But then when Ring came around, and they tried to scare me with the same bitch, I was like. All right, she just got hair in her face, and she's coming up out of the well, and she's gonna be like, ah. And the thing, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I mean, it was like, so we're doing this again, and so now I feel like jump scares. Yes, it's the evil, it's the demon, it's the blah blah blah. I mean, and then I'm watching like, was it bad? How you say it, bad book? Babadook. Babadook, and I'm watching yeah. my sweetheart, and I'm going, somebody set her free. You know, I'm just like, yeah, well, I mean, even I I remember watching that, even that the the uh, the concept of, of having a shadowy figure to me, that's just it just scares the ever living shit out of it me. Does. That's kind of that's also kind of how, how I feel about like the nun from like the conjuring. Um, the nun in itself isn't scary. But once you put it into the context of like the long, like shadowy figure, like that's where I'm just like, okay, I'm out. We're done. Let's, you know, we're cool. We're done. Well, see, and this is where my reaction is completely. And this just might be an age thing. I think this scary ass nun is like, okay, she bad. All right, whatever. She's evil and shit. <laughs> but like, I know some 1960s nuns in real life who are mm-hmm. hanging on to life, who are in their 80s, who are scary as shit still. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not Did- even trying to be funny. Like, Real life nuns, man, you're all pent up. You're just you're married to God and you're just mad as shit about something. I don't know what you're in the nunnery for, but I'm not talking about all nuns. I'm talking about some nuns I know. And then my friends tell me stories and I'm like, no wonder they base this kind of thing. It's not a stereotype. These people are fucking angry as shit. But I feel like mm-hmm. y'all, I feel like the demons more should be priests. Just saying, just putting that out there to writers rooms. I think 
there's a whole plethora of priests you guys could use as bad guys. Why does it always have to be the nun? Anyway. <laughs> but did yeah. You, did you ever see the any of the Conjuring movies? I did. Um, I saw, I want to say the first one and the second one. Lily Taylor, right? Um, the second one was like in England. Yeah, yeah. I saw him. You saw that one? Yeah. Okay, that's like probably on like my top five list of like best horror movies i've ever seen and i know people are going to disagree with me because like people just love to hate those films but that one scene in that film i don't know if you remember where um oh god vera farmiga's character i don't remember her name yeah we know that girl elaine yeah lorraine uh, something like that um her her daughter's like there's someone in the hallway and you go and the nun is like standing at the end of the hallway but she's like just enough like she's far away enough that you can't quite make out what's there but you know what's there Mm. i'm like and i'm watching it i'm like okay this is a really cool balance i'm intrigued i'm pulled into the scene and then you go into that office and like everything's dark you're like oh shit and then you're looking at this this painting of the nun that uh her husband has made and you're like shit is that the painting or is that the actual bitch Mm. like (laughs) and i'm and when a horror movie makes me like think like that when it keeps me guessing keeps me on my toes that's when i'm intrigued because i feel like me too me too people go out to make horror movies they think about the horror genre where when they're making these conjuring movies they're still like your drama action adventure movies what have you Mm -hmm. but now they have a horror element i feel like the horror and it's the horror element in itself is not enough to sustain a film well, because it, it doesn't me. matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You still have to get your audience like invested in the story and the characters. And if they don't care about the characters, then they, they don't care about the movie or what's going to happen to them. And then there's like but, the, you know, the 12 year old boy who's like, bring it on. He's got a chainsaw. There's blood coming out of his mouth. <laughs> you know, and there's just, yeah, that. that's, that's a whole other, you're talking about like slashers mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't really, I like. I don't really care for those. Honestly, I don't. I, I don't. don't it's never been my thing. I mean, I grew up with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and we all went to see it. And I just remember going. Meh, it wasn't my thing, and I'm not shitting on people who love that kind of thing. Uh, but the funny story: Tex- it's a cha- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of the remakes. So a friend of mine's in. Uh, one of the, I think it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre five or whatever it was. I don't know. And my friend Eric Balfour is in it. And I go to see it in Culver City because I'm trying to support my friend. You know, he's like, oh, I'm in, I'm in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And like, well, oh, that's so cool. And, you know, he's got this emerging career. He had been on 24. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So I go down to Culver City. And, and I've already told him, you know, we've, we've been drinking when he invites me. And I'm like, homie, I don't go see slasher films. I grew up with this shit when I was a kid. I find it very fucking boring. You know, I can barely stand Day of the Dead. And the only reason I want Dawn of the Dead is I want to watch that is because the whole political message is he survived all these homies and he gets killed because he's a black dude. Okay. That's the only reason I watch that film, and I'm just not... I'm into the thrill of the chase. I love getting chills. I love on American Horror Story when the ball rolls back, you know, and it's Bo in the attic. I love that little thrill, but I'm mm-hmm. telling my homie, I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't want to go see this movie. But he so makes me go he, see this movie, let me tell you. So I go see this movie. Motherfucker dies in the first five motherfucking minutes of the <laughs> movie. Now I have done... Carved out my afternoon. I have gone and bought like a $12 ass ticket. And I go on the sidewalk, get my flip phone out. This has been a minute. And I call him up and I'm like, 
Eric. He goes, what's up? I'm like, do you know where I am? He goes, I don't know. I said, I'm outside the motherfucking movie theater where you told me to go see your movie and you just died five minutes into the bitch. What's that about? He goes, well, I really needed the box office. I'm like, you think my 12 fucking dollars is going to help the box office on this fucking movie, dude? The fuck? So I don't trust God. any bitch who's in a horror film either. I'm just that's saying. just it. That's just like exactly how I imagine living in L.A. would be like. <laughs> it's, no, it's just it's just Eric. It's just Eric. I don't have these friends it's anymore. So trust me. All of our friends after that, have been, they're all normal. Nobody would even do this. This is my early days of, of being in this town. So. And you made me go to a movie theater in L.A.? You could have told me, bitch. You could have told me you were going to die in the first five minutes. Even if I had known that, I probably still would have bought the ticket. But I would have like a deep 86 to my car in the parking lot, too. So then I had to walk four levels to get my fucking car. <laughs> That's still so mad funny. about it apparently i'm frothy about it <laughs> so don't trust bitches uh, who are in horror films is the the moral of that story but we're about so to slash we're not about slashers. we're talking about thrillers we're talking about in the purest of the shadows and fog kind of mm-hmm. of films so do you watch the shining from 1980 and go that scares me <sighs> well i i really haven't seen i'm not a big horror movie person so i haven't seen all the horror movies that i've seen have like come out in the last like five ten years like that's just me cool i don't i don't care enough about the genre to go back i know it's like you're not an aficionado yeah yeah and this is where people are like well you you talk about movies all the time you haven't seen the shining you haven't seen da 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 i'm like i don't care <laughs> i don't, don't want to see I'm it i'm kind of a lazy fellophile yeah i like to say uh, yeah. like people like 1974 a black christmas and look if you're totally into horror films and like you want to be disturbed in your spirit and like maybe wet the bed as a grown-up goes yeah belly up to black christmas 1974 i mean you know if i'm in the mood and i'm like i'm feeling a little you know aficionado e today let me yeah. watch this you know but i mean like but you don't that, go like, i'm gonna go get some popcorn i'm gonna watch nosferatu from 1922 no 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 i'm not i'm not at that level <laughs> <laughs> i'm not okay uh, no. <laughs> no um and i can't even remember oh no i did the last horror film i saw was hereditary which it's not even scary it's just like creepy as all hell yeah i have yet um, to see this everybody keeps saying see hereditary but the people who were giving me this advice are people that tell me to go to a restaurant and the restaurant is the worst restaurant on the planet so i'm not really trusting them on films well, it's uh i don't know how you'd feel about it to be perfectly honest because it's creepy it goes off the rails a little bit at the end and you're just like wait where did all this come from um but i i enjoyed it it was kind of one of those horror films where like um it's like they made the movie they edited and everything and the director was like okay take out all of the jump scare effects Mm. and then that's the that's the movie because like stuff will happen and it takes you a while for like it takes you a while to realize like that thing in the corner of the room or like something like that like there's no like audio cues to tell you to look at the stuff which i think is is great because that now i'm like more invested in the film I'm, I'm looking at every frame every corner of the scene um but i think i remember when i was when i was younger and i was really into like the scream trilogy mm, okay um which is you know it's slasher but i feel like for the time it was kind of like 
I don't want to say revolution. I'm going to say unprecedented because no, I, I don't it. think yeah. I don't think a horror a horror film or a horror um, trilogy like that managed to break the fourth wall so much. And yeah. I think that was like the like the main appeal. And it wasn't even like strictly horror slasher. It was first and foremost like a mystery, like a whodunit, basically. And people eat that shit up. I've watched them now, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad. <laughs> right. But like. But I mean, apart from Scream, I tend to stay away from from slashers only because I have a real problem with, uh, and not to get too soapboxy, but I have a, a really big problem with how most, if not all, of those movies always tend to target women. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's like a real problem, and I'm not a fan of the stereotypes they fall into. Yeah, and I'm not here to watch like a woman character like scream for the entire movie. That's just not my thing. Well, yeah, and um, again, I just I, I feel like you know if you want to modernize that and have you know the bitch not run upstairs and turn around and like you know be the killer and and the guys running from her. I know plenty of women will make you run through the woods, man. I know plenty of women who are scary just on their own twenty four seven. Well, I mean, even even not horror movies, not even in the, in the slasher sort of yeah aspect. I no, guess, I get because, you. I feel you. I mean, like even like the Conjuring movies, at, at to some extent, like focus largely on this this is like demon, you know, going after these women, basically. Um, right. Well, I mean, again, the whole rape culture thing that's built into horror films, we can say it. Yeah. And the whole like victimization, and I said this before, and I'm always a person who goes, I don't watch serial killer movies based on like real life serial killings because you're basically watching entertainment based on human beings who've been murdered by someone. So I always think about if that was my loved one and they've made this film about it and everybody's like, ooh, like any of the people, the LaBianca family, the Tate family, um, any of the other people who were part of the, the, the Tate murders, it's like, you know. Or like any of the like Amityville horror stuff. Any of it. Like, I mean, any yeah. kind of thing based on like, you know, the Zodiac killer, any of that stuff. I mean, those are real mm-hmm. people you're talking about so i don't really want to you know this is why i don't get why why we're getting like three jeffrey dahmer films i'm like why yeah you know and i know i'm always talking about like do we ever really need movies and all of that but every time like i feel like like just like three of them came out in like the last four years or something i'm just like why i, wanna, I guess he's interesting but I think i'm just I like stand corrected because we're falling into something that i just i just reminded myself of so ian and i've been watching mind hunter uh, season mm-hmm. one it's 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 an incredibly well-made um series this is david fincher correct ian yep it's fincher Obviously, Jonathan Groff, a powerhouse at anything that he does. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Cameron, who won the Emmy for playing um, one of these notorious serial killers. Now, I thought... Cameron not, Monaghan? Yeah, not, not Cameron yeah. Monaghan. Uh, no, oh. no, not Cameron Monaghan at all. I don't remember Cameron's last name, but he played the the big hulking guy who talked about his mother's head and having sex with it. and It's grisly. And, and again, a lot of people are showing up for their true crime fix, which I am not into. And again, I'm not judging you for being into it. I just, I, I, I'm just not going to go there. But I watched yeah. it because, and again, it's David Fincher. And I'm like, how is he going to handle this? And what I will say scares me about this is how the show is saying that these killers live among us and they could be anyone. And they could be mm. treated anyway. And it really is, it's based on these real guys who started to study why guys do it. And they don't do it in a salacious way. Um, I don't know how to put it, but it did it in a way that wasn't offensive to my sensibilities about this kind of topic. 
Because mm-hmm. I watched the pilot thinking, okay, if this is in any way starts going in that way of like, oh, we're all watching like serial killers. The the scariest thing I think that happened on screen with that is what happens at the end of season one. And you just have to trust me. It's something worth investing your time in. Um, because that's the thing. That thing that happened at the very end of that season is the thing that scares me. Only I'm walking my dog and someone targets me for some reason and decides I'm just going to murder that person for whatever reason. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I always have like, as soon as I leave the house, I have my hackles up because I feel like hell is other people. You know, Mm -hmm. what does Shakespeare say? Um, Hell is empty and all the demons are here. I feel like that's kind of how the world is. And I, I, I can sit down and kind of check out and breathe easy watching a thriller or American Horror Story or 28 Days Later or whatever. Uh, the Walking Dead and when it was enjoyable and now it's just a fucking freak show, shit show. I can enjoy that because I know the real world is a, it's a horrible, terrible place. Yeah. Um, and when I was a kid... You said something earlier about Christmas that just reminded me of what I wanted to touch on, you know. Oh, to be a kid again, you know, to have that innocence, to be thrilled at the roller coaster and thrilled at the monster in the haunted house. Because I've lost that, I think, a lot. Because I'm always sitting here thinking what we do to each other and real life is more horrifying to me. And I'm not trying to sound like, oh, I'm so much better than the horror films being made. I just, uh, I can't suspend my disbelief when I know what people can do to one another. Mm-hmm. And when films try to replicate that as entertainment is, I think, where I get offended. I don't think we need to see that reality on screen. I like that it's trying to, I'm still aware that it's a film, that the open doorway is the most scary thing, right? I still find, yeah. I still find Hitchcock creepy, you know? When was the last time you watched The Birds? Have you ever seen The Birds? <laughs> the birds. No. <laughs> the Birds is actually, it's actually scary as shit. Because birds are, birds are evil. <laughs> birds are Birds are going to be here way after we're gone. And I think they know that. And they give us a look like, bitch, you're eating us now for dinner. We're going to live through all of this and you're all going to die. Uh, any Hitchcockian film, like the ones that are creepier, like the, like Rear Window is creepy to me. I don't know. I kind of went off on like a bit of a tangent. I didn't mean to. <laughs> But like, you know, I know you're talking about like stuff you've seen recently. I remember like we all talked about the omen when we were a kid, like Damien, the omen. He was like this devil. He was the he was the Antichrist. He was the 666 Mark of the Beast. Obviously, I'm going to talk about this kid when we talk about Apocalypse and what's going on with that storyline. But mm. I grew up with the Antichrist. My, my grandmama quoted the Bible and then we grew up with the Damien movies. And he was like, you were always looking at some kid with some bangs and like some little like neat little outfit on going, that's Damien, motherfucker. And uh, I don't, I think obviously uh, Ryan Murphy and I are the same age. I feel like he's, he watched those same movies because he's doing some shit. I'm just telling y'all, watch The Omen. He's on. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know what's what's so like completely um intriguing about using like religious elements as part of the the horror factor. I feel like I think it's also a fear of the unknown thing. Mm. Like people watching like something like the omen and being like it's where does do, evil do come we from? even know where does evil come from? Do we even know if that's like completely out of the question or out of the realm of possibilities? Like watching the exorcist like I've just heard an, enough stories about people going through similar shit like that and I'm just like it's just the fear of the unknown. Like you're just like you just don't know what to believe or what to think about that kind of stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that's where we where we get that like intrigue when it when you see those things in horror films. I think it's people tapping into that. We don't necessarily know what what goes on after this life, but here's how we're gonna dramatize it and make it scare the shit out of you. Basically, yeah, yeah. I tell I'm feeling you. I I, I think like I guess I kind of feel two ways about it. I think I'm entertained when it's um, a monster, an alien. Um, Maybe somebody brought something up from the depths of hell over a hell mouth. I think where I'm not comfortable is where people try to say that ordinary people are not evil because ordinary people are the most evil shit on the planet. They, If you just read the news every day, look no further than the headlines. People do stuff to each other that there's a line in um, Good Omens that Gaiman and Terry Pratchett wrote this great book called Good Omens. And um, Crowley, this demon who's been on the earth since the beginning of time, says, you know, I've given up doing evil on this planet. The things that they think to to do to each other is far beyond my imagination. They're very Mm. creative. So I tend to agree with that assessment that when it's good old-fashioned popcorn thriller i mean i'll take me a nun jump scare all day long i'll take me like mother i don't know if you've seen mother um no until the very end of that movie it was like i loved this it was so creepy this is uh guillermo de guillermo de toro like it's he's so good at that kind of thing pan's labyrinth you know these these creepy crawly kind of films that are so strange and i love it but when it's like I think that's why I don't watch the Zodiac films or I don't watch mm-hmm. true crime and I don't watch these things where I'm like, then we're getting into a realm of possibility. Of like, how can people do that? Yeah. He was so quiet. I'm like, bitch, that is your neighbor. Sometimes that's you. Which is just, that's like, you're, na- you're hitting the nail on the head. That's like the entire basis of American Horror Story. Mm. Like, even though they have, they definitely have like supernatural elements to them, sure. But at the heart of it is what people are capable of doing. Exactly. And I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like when I was growing up, my parents, again, I, I would love to say they shouldn't have shown me those films. Probably as a parent, I would not let my kids watch the films that I watched when I was a kid. Because I grew up like born in 64. So the shit that we were seeing in the 70s, it was just like, it was R-rated. It was very rapey. It was very dark and culty and gave you nightmares and you wet the bed. And, you know, it was insane. I had like this cherub dream about these cherubs coming through the floor and the cherubs turned to demons. And later on, when I saw the Doctor Who episode with the, the Don't Blink with uh, the weeping angels, I'm like, that's exactly what they fucking look. Like. I think that's why I'm so freaked out when I see the weeping angels. Again, they're not scary at all to the average person mm-hmm. walking. If I just showed you like 
a weeping angel. You're like, okay, girl, that's just like basically a gnome. That's yeah. a statue. But yeah. it's because of my association with it. And then the second thing that came along in 1975 was Jaws being in the water and giving this otherworldly kind of demon possession to this shark that basically wanted to fuck with the tourism of this town. Apparently, he was hired by the competition of a neighboring island or a neighboring coastline to just fuck with these people infinitum because, you know, he didn't swim. He has, he can actually swim. He's huge. He can go up the coast, down the coast, out the sea, and he just hangs out around this one little town. It's like, I'm going to fuck y'all shit up. I'm going to fuck it up. And I'm going to scare everybody out of, like, I wouldn't even get in our swimming pool. It was so (laughs) terrifying when I was a kid. Yeah, and that's why I don't mess with the ocean, guys. Yeah, Um, no, we're the same way. Yeah, no, I'll take a pool over the beach any day, honestly. Again, it's just the fear of the unknown. Like, I don't like thinking about it. I don't like that there's this great big expanse and we've only discovered like what, 20% of it? No. Yeah, we like, don't even know what's in the I'm ocean. I'm sorry. We That's just know. like too much for me. Yeah. yeah, seriously. I'm not, we're not about the ocean either because I'm like, you'll go. I just don't like- know. I, I like, I'll see people like if I ever do go to the beach, I'll like see people out in the distance with like, like, you know, like their big boats and people just like swimming around the boat and I'm just thinking like, there's like miles and miles of water beneath you. Right. And there's no way of telling what's underneath you. Yeah. Shark How 2.0. are people cool with that? Like- this, is, this is my funniest thing that people say. Well, the shark thought you were a seal. Yes, but he still took your leg off trying to taste you to figure out <laughs> if you were a seal. And now you can't, you know, put the clutch in on your core. So... <laughs> That's where you are in that scenario of him going, oh, yeah, it wasn't his kinda, mistake. He was just tasting you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this past summer, like every time I go to see a movie, they pay, they they play like the preview for like the Megalodon movie. I'm just like, I hate this so much. <laughs> right. It's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah. We don't even go to the beach. Here. We could actually see the beach from here. We don't even go. Like, I, I feel you. I do. I feel, I feel like, like the theaters in LA are terrible. I feel like the beaches are even worse. Yeah. The, Is that true? <laughs> no, 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 no. It depends. You have to know the spots. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true, Ian? Like, you don't go to the regular last places. You ever come here, and I swear to God, it's going to be, you're, you're going to do this podcast in person in our home. It's going to happen. I'm telling It'll you. It'll happen one day. I'm going to lure you here this summer. I feel like this <laughs> summer, I'm going to, like, when you're off from school, I'm going to drag you here. Um... And I'm going to show you, like, there's little places that are, that are hidden, and there's normal-ass people here. People have this dumb idea about what um, Los Angeles is in Southern California. It's not true. Most of it is all bullshit. Uh, but, the, but a lot of us know, unless you're a surfer, and surfers are like, whatever, dude. I love the waves. It's fine. Um, but there's a lot of people like us who are just like, I mean, you grew up surfing. And you're like... Yeah. I can't get you in. I was ready to go in the water, and you were like, "No, no, I don't. I don't go in the water anymore." <laughs> yeah, because global warming is real, dude, and the, the warm the ocean is warm, and sharks would be like, "Hey, what's up?" The sharks are getting in your car. It's like the the ocean is so warm; they're just like they're on the hood of your car when you're getting out of the car, going, "Hey, where are we going? What's happening?" And so, so no, maybe not right now. And then there's red tide, and there's but there are some cool places to go here. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. We'll take you down for fish tacos. That's not a euphemism. Literally fish and taco <laughs> down, by the, down on Venice Beach and watch the bumps bite. You'll you, love it. Do you guys get a lot of earthquakes there? 
Um, I mean, the house hasn't felt in yet. We get some shakers every once in a while. They're getting more um, uh, earthquakes in like Oklahoma and Alabama where they're fracking the shit out of the place. So, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the mm. big one's going to happen eventually. Uh, but no, it's it's not. It's you. If you'll ever come out here, you'll know what I mean. You can't explain it ever in real life until you come out and see what it is. <laughs> but like uh, my friends. I knew a lot of people when I came out to town um, in 2002 who did a lot of Roger Corman films. And I happened to meet um, the main lead actress in Hellraiser. Uh, Her first name's Ashley. And she was in the Hellraiser films. And she was very young when she made the first one. I think she was 18. And, And there's a lot of talk about how you get into the business and how you you have to take these horror films or you enjoy them and they become part of somebody else's like growing up and then you're stuck in someone else's kind of like childhood. Yeah. I mean, that happened to Linda Blair. It happened to a lot of people. I feel like that's changed. So the good news is, is that you can be like Patrick Wilson is a big deal. He can show up and be in a horror film and then go over here and be in like a TV series and go over here and be in like a regular film. There was a time uh, when you were in a horror film, that's who you were. So mm. let's just, you know, props out to like some things have changed. And I think you, you actually nail a line in the sand I was going to bring up where Scream actually redefined um, where we were, where we are with horror and mm. where we are with the genre of of just chillers and thrillers and stuff like that. It, it kind of it acknowledged the fourth wall. Uh, and paved the way for uh, gems like Cabin in the Woods. Um, yeah. It, it kind of lightened up like all of this stuff from the past, like Phantasm and Hellraiser and all these, you know, Roger Corman films like that. I think it lightened yeah. it all up a little bit. I think? think I think we're we're like nearing like the film industry is like nearing a point where horror is going to change once again. You think so? I think so, because. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like something's about to break. Like, we got, we have, like, Get Out and we have Hereditary and they're, like, changing the rules of the game. Yeah, I love it. And I feel like we're good. I feel like we're entering some sort of golden era. I think I feel so like, and I hope we are, because that's always a fun time. But I feel like it's just been too stagnant for a while. And a lot of, like, new, I mean, like, a lot of, like, horror filmmakers come from, like, indie projects and i feel like a lot more are sort of getting into that realm and they're taking cues from that so hopefully we're we're due for some sort of change in that regard i think so too i mean you you totally nail it with like get out that one it was a game changer for me i'm like looking at this going we have to remember this film this is going to change everything uh, going forward i love it i i really love it felt like the shining it it felt like some old stuff, but it felt like completely brand new. If yeah, yeah, it felt new, and it also did what I feel like every good horror movie should do is make your audience uncomfortable. And it wasn't even me being uncomfortable with like obviously like the racial undertones or overtones, I guess, and all of that. But the feeling of like claustrophobia and the feeling that there's no way that he's gonna get out, dude. Like. <sighs> I you know the biggest horror film I can think of is um 
I don't know what year. I want to say 80s. There's uh, not the remake. There's this French film called The Vanishing. And mm-hmm. I am classically amongst my old schoolmates um, agoraphobic. I went to get an MRI when I crushed my finger. And I can literally see through the ring to the other wall. And I'm laying on my stomach. No one's holding me down. And the guy like literally was just going to roll my shoulders in my head into the thing and I lost my mind. I almost like jumped up and, and I said, how many people run away screaming? And he goes, a lot. And he goes, are you really that agoraphobic? And I'm like, it, since I've been a kid. So if you ever see The Vanishing, the first one, not the American version where it all, all's well that ends well, the French version where it's like, no, fuck you. Or mm-hmm. Kill Bill. And so, so when Get Out came along, I was so uncomfortable mm-hmm. with just the whole being stuck because I've had the same elevator dream getting stuck in a coffin like device that's lodged in the middle of a building. That's like a coffin for 22 years. I've had the same reoccurring. I've talked to four shrinks about it. Well, it feels like you, you're very tired of being, you're afraid of being stuck in your life. I'm like, bitch, I don't think that's it. I think I am just <laughs> afraid of getting stuck in an elevator in the middle of a building and can't get out. Because when I watched Get Out, I literally paused it, had to go in the backyard and get gulps of air. Mm-hmm. I freaked out so bad. That yeah. was my monster. That was my none in the corner shadowy whatever for me it was like that guy got stuck and all of those people were stuck in those bodies oh my god jordan peele and that came out of his brainstem i'm like okay you've tapped into some whole other next level fears Mm -hmm. yeah and that has nothing to do with like yes there's a whole the whole thing is the racial divide and 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 this I love how his villains were these like allegedly in, enlightened elitist white folks who like thinking Obama should have a third term and all this bullshit. I love that those were the villains because yeah, same. But <laughs> just just regular on the regular tip, tapping into a common fear, like you say, an open door, an elevator for me, a coffin mm-hmm. underground for me. Just all those weird. Th- what is it for you, Ian? Like. Again, you were raised in a rock, and you, you've seen four horror films ever. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Uh, I really don't watch a lot of horror movies, but, I mean, I thought Get Out was good. I like The Shining. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, do, you I, get, do you get scared easily? Yeah, it depends on. I mean, I'm scared of what people can do. I don't. I'm not necessarily scared of like ghosts. Well, you're and a brown man in America. You probably should be like scared that, of But you know. Yeah. And when I was younger, you know, the 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 monster movies, stuff like that. But. And what kind of monster movies when you were a kid, though? Well, you know, just like. Uh, again, just like if it's like Frankenstein or werewolves, so or just anything generic. You know, but um, I don't. I don't like. I said I don't really watch a lot of like slasher movies. I I, I just think they're a little, they're kind of dumb. It's like Saw. I mean, that's just again, it's just what, just mutilation, 
porn. I'm just not into that really. Nah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like I don't know. I yeah, I, I agree. I don't. I struggle to like put slasher films like even in like the horror genre, like or even it feels yeah, like even a, like Saw. Yeah, it, like it the, feels the like another level Saw of movies porn. I saw yeah. didn't. Yeah. Huh. It feels like it's another like a tick over from porn for me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel like Saw is that way. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed the first one, but everything after that, and I only saw like three of them. I saw the first, second, and the sixth. And I'm just like, mm, 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 I don't know. It's, it all goes say. back. It all goes back to like my 13 Reasons Why point, which is like, you don't need to be gory to make a point. But anyway. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the two films in the modern age that stand out to me that I think you and I watched Paranormal Activity together in the theater. That one was that w- it, w- it was scary, but it wasn't like but it creeped you out. It's creepy. I mean, that's just, you and that's, I were driving uh, home. I want to say different, that's two. That's different things. Like you and I were driving and, home and you were like, I think we need to turn on the lights on in the house. I saw Paranormal Activity, and I'm just like, I was just bored the entire time. And oh I feel like that's God, what a lot of people say. I will say, like, the last, like, five minutes, mm-hmm. definitely the scariest part of the film. Well, the funny thing is, we went to see, like, we went to see with friends, and uh, two of our friends, uh, because it was low budge, two of our friends were like, oh, we know these homies who worked on this. And one guy, like, was using, like, he was using, like, fishing line to, like, pull the baby crib stuff. And, and it was funny sure. because they only had, like, 12 thousand dollars to make this entire motherfucker and i feel like less was more and i liked it i appreciated the fact that it was very shadowy and grainy and then everything after paranormal activity was let's make it for five dollars let's do hidden camera and i'm like well i saw the original version of this blair witch and i remember seeing this in atlanta i was a I was a writer. I was a writing for entertainment at the time. So I got an early screening of it. And I remember we walked out in the afternoon going, that made us all feel very disturbed. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, if you have to go back in your mind's eye, the first set that you saw the matrix, the first set that you saw, you know, the shit, I walked out of there going, Oh, that does not. And also growing up in the woods where we saw some stuff that was, you know, not awesome. You know, and we had our imaginations to entertain us. The one thing we told ourselves as country as kids in the woods is don't fuck with Mother Nature. If that, you know, there was the devil's chimney snack stack over the the old house, you know, across by the old airport. You didn't go over there and fuck with them witches on certain days of the month. You know, full moon, you don't go over there. So we came out of that kind of feeling like a little witchy about it as some type of way. But I feel like, again, going back to a Neil Gaiman thing in Old Gods, the American Gods, as soon as you forget the God's name, it loses its power. And I feel like that's what happens with, you know, like the sway of 1973 Black Christmas. It doesn't hold its sway at all. Or the Sentinel or Rosemary's Baby. Do those things stand up? Does things, does a potency lose its power? A witch will tell you that a spell is only as powerful as the words that you believe in. Sure, yeah. So I feel like that's kind of how fear and thrillers and these movies are. The power they hold over you in your relation to them. Forevermore, an open door will have power over you in some small way. Mm -hmm. You know, will you pass that on to your children 
we'll see, you know? Yeah. That's one of the biggest challenges of making horror movies because what's what's going to be scary to some people may not work for other people. And I guess you could literally say that about everything else in a movie. But I remember talking to, to some friends about this like very exact subject and I was saying, you know, like, I feel like horror movies, like, I've gone to see the scariest ones. Not a lot of them scare me. Da, 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 da. And then I started talking about, like, what I told you at the beginning, like, the nightmare stuff, like, the clown, the open door thing and everything. And one one of my friends was like, well, that's your answer right there, Andre. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, the reason that you're not really scared about the shit that's in horror movies now is because all of the stuff you've seen in your dreams is just scarier. And I'm like, oh shit, get out! Like literally, I agree, I agree. Yeah. I think again, like I think we've we've been making the same point in the entire podcast is whatever we conjure up is a lot scarier. Than... And that's why the fear of the unknown works so well. Yeah, it really does. It's like for me walking down the street, you know, with my dog. I've had spotty senses about people cut through an alley, went behind a house, you know had a weird feeling. There's a story that's shared between me and my cousins. It's me and my three cousins, um, one male and two female, where we grew up as kind of almost siblings. And we talk about this story to this day. We were driving down this old country road in August. We're all, you know, around, I want to say we're like eight or nine years old. And Brian would have been four or five years younger than us. So he was a little one. We're all on our banana seat bikes and we're riding along. And you can just see the dirt kicking up. And it was a very remote place, very remote old road. And a man rode by and we got over to the edge. And he was in this cherry red convertible. Mm-hmm. And we could see his blonde hair. We could see the bright shirt. We didn't say a word to each other. The three girls... We turned around immediately, me and Tina at the same time, and we drove as fast as we could down that road, and we hid in an old barn up behind uh, this person's car uh, off of Old Swing and Bridge Road. None of us said anything, and and Brian knew not to question us, and we had a dog with us, too. We had my little dog, Brownie, Mm -hmm. and Brownie even was chill. Like he just got between me and my cousin's body and we all lay down and we saw the wheels of this red convertible drive by looking for us. And we just knew, we knew that man was up to no good. And we didn't say anything to each other at the time. Mm -hmm. This is the weirdest shit. We got back on our bikes. We got back on the road. We went over to the stream. We fished with our poles because we just we would bury them um, under this rock over there. We pulled our, our cane poles out, fish, caught a couple of fish, put them in the sack, brought them back home, cooked them. It would be 15, 20 years later. I'm talking to my cousin. I said, do you remember that day on that old country road, bright sun, afternoon, hot day? She goes, oh, that man would have killed us. He was straight mm-hmm. up going to rape us and kill us. And we knew it. And that gave me probably one of the biggest frights of my life. And I ended up turning that into a story and wrote that down as a, as a short story. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just called Cherry. And I wrote this story down in about 22 pages. And if I wanted to scare myself, 
I would probably read that story out loud to myself. Not not as out of ego, but because I have such a personal connection to it. And the fact that the dog and the little kid and the three of us, we just knew this could possibly happen to us. It just, we'll talk about it every once in a while too as grownups and go, fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. How did we know? But something just, and that's a scene like you'd see in a movie, right? Yeah, totally. That I don't ever want to see in a movie. And there's just been, there's been things that have come close to that in the past. And I'm in like, that's too close for comfort for me, man. I don't find that entertaining at all. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, interesting. What traditions? What do you watch on Halloween? Do you have like a, do you have a thing that you do on like Eve and then All Hallows Day? Is there something that you do specifically? Um, only Halloween tradition I can think of is watching Hocus Pocus and watching The Nightmare Before Christmas. <sighs> Ian's never seen it. <gasps> Ian. I know. It's going to be his first year. I'm going to show him The Nightmare which is actually The Nightmare Before Christmas. I try to tell people all the time is not a Christmas movie. It works as both for me. I mean, because I also watch it. I also watch it around Christmas time too. I guess it can that be and How the Grinch Stole Christmas because I think it's one of the funniest movies in it the entire awesome. world. Talking about the live action or the animated? Live action with Jim Carrey. It's so funny because I grew up with the animated one. So all <laughs> Um, I also, for some strange reason, for the longest time, I would always watch Edward Scissorhands on Halloween too. So oh, true, yeah. It also works as a Christmas movie as well. So yeah. But he hasn't seen Nightmare Before Christmas. I think you might it's enjoy so it. It's so good. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Do you like claymation? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, you liked It Follows? Yeah, that was good. You found that was creepy? Oh, I saw that. When I talk you into like creepy films, do you like? have you ever been like, I can't finish this? No, I'll watch it. But you just don't get emotionally invested? No, it, it's just... It's scary. I watch it, but then that's that's it. Uh, I mean, you know, I it doesn't like I don't take it with me and like keep me from doing things. Right. It's scary. It's scary, and then that's it's like a roller coaster ride. Once done, it's done. And you don't like get like disturbed about. It. I think mostly if you eat pizza past like ten o'clock at night or Mexican food, I'll have like crazy dreams. Or if you leave, like, uh, Mr. Robot season one on, on before we go to bed, I'll have, like, crazy fucking dreams. Rami Malek is in every dream I've ever had because all I do is read about Bohemian Rhapsody these days, and I've been watching Mr. Robot. So he's, like, in all my dreams, and I'm like, bitch, I am sick of you. Like, seriously. Yeah, it used dreams. to be if I had, like, any sugar before I went to bed, I, I had, like, really... Uh-huh doped out like nightmares oh maybe that's what it is maybe i'm just eating way too much i have like you have no idea we have like half of a garbage bag of like halloween candy in our house right now oh that's great it's kind of i went to walmart the other day to buy that because like oh wouldn't it be nice to have like a little bowl or a coffee table bitch was like 20 dollars for like 112 pieces i'm like no thanks we had like 25 dollars, 250 pieces a smart and final right so we got our mixes and whatever. We're ready. And it doesn't have Jolly Ranchers. I know. Like the Jolly Rancher mix doesn't have any actual fucking Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> God. 
So we're planning to like decorate the garage on Halloween night with a bunch of like lights. We're going to put a big bloss block of um, dry ice. And we're going to play some spooky, scary mu- uh, music and scare the shit out of the neighborhood kids. That's dope. I mean, what's your worked- favorite? What's your favorite Halloween candy? You know what? I mean, I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to say candy corn. Hmm. I'm going to say it. I just because it goes way back with me, way before everybody made some, like they chomped off a nub of a Butterfinger and called things miniatures and shit because I'm old school. Candy <laughs> That's corn. That's so funny because I was going to say Butterfinger is my favorite Halloween candy. <laughs> I mean, we have the mini buddy Butterfingers, but like just for nostalgia reason, candy corn like has been around since just the back in the day. It's like candy yeah, corn and true. Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls, yo. That's old school. Yo, Tootsie Rolls. And we didn't get those this year. I said cherry Tootsie Rolls. Say so, That's kind of a bisexual candy. Just saying. Just tootsie saying. Rolls? <laughs> cherry Tootsie Rolls. That's very bisexual. Just saying. At least it wasn't our group. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to our Halloween uh, time. We have a couple of things we're planning for you guys. Hopefully they come to fruition. I don't want to promise them and them not happen. Like I said, I was going to do Floribama. That may not happen. That's just me monologuing. Um, so there's <laughs> Did a you mean of- Sensate? <laughs> yeah, like Sensate. We didn't even do that. We didn't even touch on it. We'll probably just do like the anniversary of the year that it got canceled. And leave it at that. We never did Sensei, did we? No, we like we like promised it for so long and we never did it. Should we do it? Should it's kind of like it? it's kind of like when we promised like, oh, we're going to do Penny Dreadful on the next podcast, and we didn't do it for like a month and a half. Okay, so now you're making me feel like through the uh, through the holiday season, we should just do Sensei and say fuck it and just do it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I was also telling you like we just passed our like three month anniversary. We did because our first our first episode was the the Walking Dead one, and it was uh, July thirteenth. Aww, yeah. We should celebrate our anniversary, guys. What are we doing? Okay, we'll talk about it offline, and we'll come back with it. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Uh, if you have anything you want to say about the podcast, please uh, let us know. You can reach us in all kinds of platforms. I'll do it this time. Let's just see if I remember it. Okay. <laughs> you can reach out to us at ashlandpodcast at gmail.com. You can also come at us on Twitter, but I wouldn't recommend you come at us negative or in hot because I don't react <laughs> to that very well. You can also come onto Instagram. Love us. Hate us. That's fine. Like or don't like. Comments that are negative. No, but we would love to know who you are out there. And like, if you enjoy the show, if there's things that we've gotten wrong on your mind, let us know in some way, shape or form. You can like disagree. Just don't say like the C word or, you know, the B word, unless you mean it affectionately. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on all of our platforms. Normally it's ashlandpodcast.com on TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, ashlandpodcast.com, your mama house, because you know she already listening to it anyway, because she loves us. Okay? Did I hit them all? Yeah. And if it wasn't clear, our Twitter and Instagram handles are at ashlandpodcast, and we're not the, the church. We are the church and I love them. I, you know, happy to y'all. So here's the thing. I need someone to tell me how to do on Instagram where you post the thing, you have the main Mm -hmm. message, and then you have all those dot, dot, dots, and then all the hashtags of all the things you want to reach out to. How the fuck do y'all do that? Are you just doing it? Oh, like the, 
like the lines yeah what the f- how the fuck is that happening <laughs> that's just like so you know like where the the hyphen is like on your keyboard yeah like you click the button that gets you all like the uh, like the exclamation marks and the apostrophes and it like goes lower and it's like a like a line and you just click it a bunch what of times. no no it's not even that i've tried all them things we need to talk <laughs> offline because like whatever i'm doing is just like fuck off Okay. I feel old and retarded. <laughs> like, I have mastered all of the different platforms of being alive until now, but uh, I'm not into it. So, somebody, you and I are going to talk offline. You're going to give me a tutorial because now okay. I'm feeling ancient and old. And I don't mind being old. I just need to learn because I see dot, 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 and then all of y'all's hashtags at the bottom and then all of these things. I'm not talking about all the little hyphens. I'm talking about the whole treatment. Are you typing that in a text document or in notes? Are you doing no, that? That's just elsewise? that's like in the that's like in the keyboard. Okay, I'm just we're gonna talk. <laughs> we are gonna talk because I am obviously doing something wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're but if be- you guys if you guys want to swing by our social media and let us know what your like Halloween tradition is, what's your favorite Halloween yeah. candy? All that stuff. Yeah. Swing by and let candy. us Candy. Do you cosplay? Do you ever, Andre Ian? Do you guys ever dress up like sexy Halloween costumes? Nope. Uh, no, I do dress up. I, don't, I have no idea what I'm going to be this year. What are you going to do? I have no idea. Robert Smith. It has to be low budget because I have no money. Robert but, um, Smith. It's easy. Lipstick, white makeup, floof the top of your hair up, wear black. <laughs> I'm just telling like, you. That's like one out of three things I already have down. Um, yeah, I'm just saying Robert Smith is so easy to do. No, I can't wait until I have, like, actual money and I'm able to, like, actually, like, cosplay. I would love to do that one day. Just, like, go to a con. What would you do? Okay, dream cosplay. What what would you do? I don't know. I think I'd want to be Bucky. Would you? Because I think, like, making that arm would be, like, really fun. Wow. Just all the money And, like, getting, like, the black sort of, like, eyeshadow over the eyes. And, like, Uh, I think that'd be cool. Gotcha. And the whole wig. What would you do, Ian? All the money in the world cosplay. Oh, probably a power suit. You do a pa- you do a full on power suit yeah. that functioned. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. What would I do? I would probably do. I would probably do witchy poo from my childhood. Google it. You know what I mean. <laughs> I'd probably do witchy poo for sure. Or a flying monkey. I have always, since I was a kid, wanted to be a flying monkey from The Wizard of Oz. Like, the whole, like, fucking deal. But actually be able to fly with, like, a jetpack. Mm-hmm. Be like, I'm a flying monkey, bitch. Oh, that's so realistic. And then, like, I always had, I always had the idea, not for a classic cosplay, for, but like for a Halloween costume, to do like Jekyll and Hyde. So I would like use makeup to like split my face in half, and that would like give me like the perfect excuse to dress like steampunk Victorian. Like, oh, again, that's when Andre is gonna have money. Andre's which is gonna not do this year, steampunk. Okay, okay. Oh, I love me some steampunk. I would do probably some Pippi Longstocking if I was young. But looking at an American Horror Story this year, I got two. If I had money right now this year, and I don't have money to throw into this because we're about to go into this little trip and hang in Idlewild, I think I would go as Myrtle on American Horror Story Apocalypse. Oh my God. Damn, 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 damn. I would love to be Myrtle. 
Um, or I would go as Mrs. Mead. I feel like I already <gasps> kind of look oh my like God. Mrs. Mead. I feel like I already yes. could. I could just be like, I could just really just with a little bit of hair color because I was color it black. I could color my yes. hair black and floof my hair up and I could be Mrs. Mead. We had the same under neck waddle. <laughs> yeah, I could totally be Mrs. Me. You just need some like black lipstick. I just that's all I need. Seriously, that's really all you need. Mm-hmm. I could you just, just make kind some... of probably had to like explain it because it's fairly recent. No, but, but we're the same height. We're the, probably the same weight. Me and Kathy Bates are probably the same fucking age, and I have the waddle, and I can make French toast. Bitch, I am Do the it. godmother of the Antichrist. Hello. <gasps> I could, oh no, I was gonna say I could be Michael, but like, I feel like that really long wig would be really itchy. I feel like you could be one of the warlock um, headmasters. <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. I feel yes. like you could be Cheyenne, like, straight up. You could be Cheyenne. Totally. I already have the hair. Yeah. You could be Cheyenne, like, mm-hmm. at the gas station, only you'd, like, you'd have, like, all black on and then just, like, flames, like, paper flames, like, shooting off of you. Totally. And you're just holding totally. the, the, the paper mache gasoline thing. <laughs> and I could be your companion going, I did it. I have matches. <laughs> Cool. I mean, literally, if we lived in the same town, I have to say, when I was uh, a young person, we go to um, we used to go to New Orleans. In one year, I was part of a, a Girl Scout troop. Now, this is again another time, a Girl Scout troop that died in a plane crash, and we were all like zombies. <laughs> so <laughs> there were like literally twenty eight of us as like brownies who died in an airplane crash and came back as zombies. No one really cared about our backstory. There was just 28 of us in the streets of New Orleans and I was mm-hmm. the only actual real female in the group. So, I have to say we won every contest uh we ever. Those That's are the dope. days. I mean, we used to just spend like crazy amounts of money on our costumes and now I can't be bothered to wear like a Halloween lan- jack-o-lantern t-shirt. So, but I did get one that glows in the dark, so we'll see what goes on. So, all right, will we see everybody before Halloween? It's the, uh, the night is young. We may we may have one more podcast <laughs> or two. I'm working on a couple of things that I hope that will come to fruition. If not, mm-hmm. they'll be fine for the Thanksgiving time. So, yeah. cool. Just take care of yourself. Don't don't be afraid. Um, <laughs> is what I want to say. Unless there's a reason to be afraid and then uh, run and hide. Trust and don't you. run up the stairs. Don't run up the stairs. Why y'all running up the stairs, bitch? Run out the back. Go into the darkness. Go over stuff. Work out. Do your quads. Do your sit-ups. Be able to run and shit. That's why you I need watched, to be working out. I watched this video one time where someone was like, hum, like, like narrating that like a slasher scene and like the girl is running up upstairs and he's like i gotta i gotta get in the closet (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) don't go upstairs guys Uh, we have a lot of other tips just reach out to us we'll tell you what they are because we all have uh, our different notions on how to survive in any kind of uh situation we're all ready uh you guys take care of yourselves and please understand and know that i love you Yeah, bye guys. Peace. Bye.